You're listening to the SCTA United Podcast, a podcast for the teachers of the Sachem Central Teachers Association. My name is John Wesson. I'm a vice president for the SCTA. And thanks for listening, SCTA United. All right, thanks for joining me. I have Vinnie Reynolds here on the SCTA United Podcast. Uh, so, Vinny, I appreciate it. You're running for the Board of Education, and uh, this is your first time running, right? Yes, correct. And uh, can you tell me a little bit about uh, about yourself and about why you're running for the board? Yep. Thanks, John. I appreciate the opportunity. So, I grew up and lived in Holbrook for 50 years. I'm actually a graduate of Sachin class in 1984. I went on to uh, receive a degree in economics from Stony Brook University. I'm married to my wife, Angela, for 29 years. We have a daughter at Seneca. She's an eighth grader. She'll be moving up to Sage and East in September. And for the past 30 years, I've worked in the technology sector. We're an account executive for a major software provider. So why am I running for the Board of Ed? You know, I've thought about this, John, for, for a while now, several years. So with everything that's happened over the past 18 months, I feel this is the time uh, where my skills and experience can perhaps add value and help move this district forward. You know, as I watched the board meetings over the last year, very apparent that we have a board that's deeply divided. So we need to separate people from the problem. Let's focus on solutions. This requires open, collaborative conversation. In my professional career, that's what we do. We collaborate or things don't get done. I, you know, I've been trained in a negotiation uh, methodology uh, that's outlined in a book called Getting to Yes. And this really focuses on strategies for coming to mutually acceptable agreements, right? So I feel like the skills I've learned as a sales professional allow me to look at situations objectively and then work collaboratively to find positive outcomes. You know, in addition, I'm a lifelong resident of Holbrook, as I said, so I enjoy giving back to the community. Uh, when my daughter started her education at Tamarack, I had an opportunity to participate in many of the activities at school. I was actually the founding member and president of the Tamarack Fathers Club. Uh, I've also served on several board committees over the years. And one area that I'm really passionate about is the use of technology. Uh, I'm very excited that the work we did on the Budget Advisory Committee has led to the district moving forward with this Chromebook purchase. Uh, now, having said that, I think the hard work is still ahead of us. Uh, we need to ensure that the teachers now get the training and enablement needed to exploit the use of this technology. Absolutely. So if we don't follow through, we're not going to be successful. So if elected to the board, I'm going to continue to advocate for skills development and programs to ensure we're using the technology in the right way. Okay, that's great. Thank you. Um, you know, you mentioned a couple of things uh, about like your involvement uh, over at Tamarack and the PTA and with the Fathers Club. Yeah. Um, so how closely uh, did you work with the teachers uh, in the district when you were involved in those organizations? Yep, great. You know, and, and I'll say the teachers at Tamarack were wonderful. So we actually did work very close with the, with the administration and the teachers. Um, just a quick background on the Fathers Club, right? This was started really as a way for parents to get involved and parents who ordinarily would not have the opportunity during the school day. So, you know, my, my experience with the Tamarack folks was wonderful. Um, they actually got to know me as the Father's Club guy. So, uh, you know, I, I actually still see some of them in public and they say, yes, I remember you. You're the Father's Club guy. So we used to do events with, with the school. The teachers um, used to, you know, join us in these events. And we understood that, you know, they were giving up really their personal time to be with our students. But they always came through for us. And, you know, the best example was on an annual basis, we used to have the breakfast with teachers at Applebee's. And the kids were so excited to see their teachers outside of the classroom. You know, it gave the families and teachers a chance to connect on a whole different level. So we, we did work closely. Uh, I would encourage parents to get involved, keep an open line of communication with the children's teachers, 
I mean, for me, it was a wonderful experience, and I think others can have that as well. What made you first get involved, just out of curiosity, in uh, in your daughter's school? You know, I became a father at a, a later stage in life, right? So for me, it was just not missing anything that she did. And my work schedule allowed me some flexibility. So I took the opportunity and started, you know, going to her, her activity at school. Uh, when, I, when she was in first grade, I was actually one of the mystery readers around the holiday time. And uh, just, just a great experience. So from there, it just propelled. And my goal was not to miss any of her activities. So No, that's great. That's great. Um, so, Vinny, what ties do you have to education, if any, uh, or to teachers? Yeah, uh, I actually have three sisters who are teachers in different districts. Other than that, I have no direct ties to education or teachers, as my career is really in the private sector. But I will say, John, you know, I believe a teacher can have a profound impact on a student that really could change their lives. And let me give you a personal example. Sure. You know, when I was a senior at Sage in 1983-84, uh, I actually had a computer class. And by the way, Sachem had some of the first Apple and IBM computers back then. That's cool. Yeah, there was a teacher named Mr. Immediato. Um, <clears throat> this class actually allowed us to get exposed to what was, at that time, new technology. You know, however, Mr. Immediato, you know, he talked to us about how computer technology was the wave of the future, and we all should consider a career path in this space. And I remember his comments to this day, and, and frankly, they still stick with me, right? He said, you know, you're either going to be using computers, fixing them, programming them, or selling them. Hmm. Now, I've been fortunate to be selling technology for 30 years, and I've had a wonderful career. Um, I've actually went back to Sachin during my first years of college to speak with him and gain his guidance. And, you know, for me, interactions like that, you don't realize it back then, but the impact a teacher can make to a student, it, it could potentially be life-changing, so... Yeah. No, that's a cool anecdote, and it's uh, you know it's amazing the things that that stick with you. Yes. You know because that's one of the things about being a teacher is that you, you know sometimes you don't get uh, immediate reactions, you don't get immediate right. results uh, for what you do. It's it's you know it's trying day to day to see that those reactions sometimes, yes. you know, and especially nowadays with uh, with the technology and and trying to reach kids while they're online. Uh, you know, that's that's been difficult. But to hear stories like that where, you know, a couple of years later down the line, you know, something that you said in a classroom as a teacher uh, resonated with with yes. a child and and, you know, potentially changed their life. I mean, it sounds like, uh, you know, for you, what that teacher said to you pretty much, uh, you know, changed or, or formed the trajectory of your life in it a did. sense. It put me on a different path to think about a different career. And like I said, I'm 30 years in this business. I'm with my current company 25 years, and it, it's just been wonderful. It's been a great career. That's great. So uh, you brought up technology. I just kind of alluded to it as well. Um, you know, as you're aware, this has been a very uh, trying and, uh, you know, a year filled with many struggles, uh, especially, you know, as a teacher. And uh, what, we've, what we figured out or what we found out recently is that NICE had released a statement, uh, our New York State United Teachers, uh, basically urging uh, the state ed department uh, not to force districts to uh, have remote learning in the fall. Right. And uh, the NYSE president, Andy Pallotta, uh went beyond that and said that teachers should not be expected to live stream uh, come September. And uh, I was just curious as to uh, your feelings on this, you know, for me as a teacher, um, you know, it's been it's been difficult to try and balance the students who are at home and the students who are in the classroom. And, you know, you 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 isolate one group if you focus on the other. Uh, and so that's been the trick this year. You know, technology, uh, as I know that you're aware, uh, being in the field, 
it, it's certainly a blessing. It is. Uh, you know, you can do so much with technology, and we need more technology in our schools. Uh, but um, remote learning and live streaming, I think, will change the future of education if it continues beyond this year. Yeah, you know, you know my feelings, look, we've all gone through a very challenging time in our history. Nobody could have predicted, you know, this, and frankly, the whole world was caught flat-footed, right? Um, but again, going forward with regards to remote learning and live streaming, there is no substitute for in-person learning, in my opinion, right? I believe the teachers did a tremendous job navigating these uncharted waters. And again, I've got three sisters who are educators, and speaking with them, I know the stress they were under, but, you know, they did it for their students, and they care, right? Uh, so when Sachem announced they were bringing students back, as you can imagine, though, my wife and I were a little apprehensive, but we knew it was the best thing for our daughter. Um, she couldn't wait to return, right? And we've actually noticed a change in her well-being, right? So again, as even we talked about, even though Sachem is moving forward with the Chromebooks, it's not a substitute for in-person learning. I think it can be enhanced, but, you know, it's not going to replace the in-person learning. So as of now, I feel like we're ready to move back, you know, full-time in September. Um, let's just make sure we've got the right precautions in place. Everybody's safe. But I think that's the best the best way to move forward. No, that's great. And you know, you brought you brought this up, and it just clicked in my head talking about you know the Chromebooks. Yeah, that they could be kind of an addition to yes. the classroom in person. Um, you know, I'm an English teacher, so I can I can certainly see at times you know when the kids are, are doing a writing prompt or anything like that, they can use right. the Chromebooks. They can use Google Classroom, um, or they can do some research independently in class. So I, I can see how it can certainly be valuable. Um, but like you said, you know, I don't think we need to move away from in-person learning um, just because we have the technology to do so. Great. Yes. Yeah. Okay, great. And uh, uh, one last question. Uh, what should we expect of a Sachem board uh, with you as a trustee if you're to be elected? Great. Uh, good question. So as I mentioned earlier, I'm all about open and collaborative conversations. I believe in transparency. I believe the community should hear things directly from the district and the board and not speculation on social media. There seems to be a level of mistrust and at times adversarial relationship between the board, the community, and sometimes even the administration. So we need to change that. So my goal for this board is that we create a cohesive team that drives a positive change. If we're going to deliver the best educational experience for our students, we need to do that. We're not always going to agree, and that's fine. Human, Again, we're all human. We're not going to agree on certain things. It's how we conduct ourselves and resolve the differences that allow us to move forward. So that's the approach I'm going to take. Hopefully we can get elected and start moving forward. No, definitely. You know, I think uh, I think bringing that sense of civility, the level-headedness, uh, I think will help the Board of Education tremendously. Um, you know, I think that's something that, you know, the SCTA noticed in you, uh, you know, since we started talking a few months right. back and, and, and since you took the questionnaire and we, we had our interview process. Um, you know, I, I really do think that uh, that's, that needs to happen, that, you know, a level of civility in, inside that boardroom, um, yes. you know, because all too often that you, you, you tune into these, you know, Wednesday night meetings and it's, it's a lot of mudslinging and it's not necessarily moving the district in the, in the way it needs to go. No, and, and you know, we have students that, that come to these meetings. We've got students that sit on the board. It's not a good example. And we, we're better than that. We should be better than that. Absolutely. In the room, we, we've, got to, we've got to do better. Absolutely. And, you know, I think that, you know, from the SCTA perspective, I think that, you know, we're just looking to be collaborators. We're looking to be, yes. you know, uh, you know, viewed as, as stakeholders in the district. Uh, 
you know, we see the students every single day and, uh, you know, we'd lo we love to advocate for them. And we love to, uh, you know, inform the district what the needs are of the students. So to hear that, uh, you know, you would involve us in that process, I, yeah. I definitely appreciate. Yeah, we talked there during some of the conversations we had. It's all about the balance. Uh, I see the teachers as a major stakeholder. We've got the families and then we've got the taxpayers. We've got to balance them all because if we're out of balance, uh, the students are going to suffer. Right. And, you know, I, I like to say that, I mean, this past year, um, you know, open school night was a little different yes. uh, than in the past. But uh, I enjoy open school night because I, I like to come to that uh, that meeting and basically say to the parents, look, you know, like I'm coming here every day with your son or daughter. Uh, but, you know, you are you see them at home. I see them here. And we have to kind of meet in the middle. To, to try and get your son or daughter through this school year and, and lead them on to success. So you're absolutely right. It's, it's everybody working together uh, towards that one goal. It goes back to that partnership. I'm a believer of it. And um, yeah, I think we need more of it. Absolutely. Well, thank you. I wish you uh, the best of luck. The, the vote is only in a couple of days on Tuesday. Yeah. Are you uh, you're going to be canvassing it all this weekend? You're getting yeah, out I the vote? We're going to go out. We're going to go out on Canvas and uh, continue to, to speak our message. So hopefully Tuesday it's successful for us and we get to continue on. Absolutely. Um, well, you got a beautiful weekend for it. The weather looks great. Yes. And uh, I wish you luck on Tuesday. Vinny Reynolds, thank you so much. I appreciate it. Thank you, John. Appreciate all your support. We'll talk to you soon.